It's an argument opening up a clear advantage at the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by... Boyle Sports has it all. Money back meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting. Hello and welcome back to episode number 51 of the Champ that E podcast for the season. We're heading for 100 episodes, Mr. Groom. Coming faster for those, uh, for the century, as you called it yesterday. We're back to preview day four of the Punchestown Festival. You're in the car ready to head into Punchestown. Looking forward to, to day three. Very much so. I'm just looking out on the track in front of me here, the expansive land. Um, yeah, uh, obviously it's pretty early here, but still a few people around already. Three, three and a half hours before the first race. So uh, good buzz around the place. Yesterday I was here yesterday as well. Uh, nice weather. And uh, yeah, looking forward to another good days of racing. In the draw today, we have, I have five names. So I have Brian Walker, Paul Lennon, um, I've Stevie Boyd, Cal ZFC and Connor McCaffrey all had over three winners or more. So get involved once again for day four. You will see the, all the races up on screen, eight races uh, that we're going to look at here um, on this uh, episode. And uh, looking ahead to Punchestown day four, of course, the Friday of the meeting and to qualify for the Boyle Sports Chalice, Mr. Grimm, you must have three winners or more. So let's crack on with the preview of uh, day number four. And uh, the 340, look, it's not a race run, and we were speaking off air. Either of us have a strong opinion on, so we're going to move on swiftly from this. And the first race we're going to look at is the 415. So it's uh, Novice Handicap Chase. Willie Mullins, Paul Townend would have had his pick here. Lots of handicap debutants. Anything stand out for you amongst the amongst the field? Yeah, I'm going to take an angle on the race now, and uh, I, I just think there's a good trend to this race in recently. With Willie Mullins winning the last four, three of the renewals he won them with, where with the top weights like the class kind of angle, like he won it with Asterian for Lange, Kemboy. Uh, I can't recall the other one off the top of my head that was top weight, but that's the kind of angle I, I, I'd be looking to take. Um, and obviously he's got three in there with the same sort of profile, but it's obviously significant that Paul Townend is riding Kilcrush. Ahead of adamantly chosen and authorized art, uh, but Kilcross is, uh, you know, look, he hasn't lived up to the rep- reputation he made for himself as a as a bumper horse. But I don't think that should be held against him. And he's in here off off a mark of 148. When you take into account he's been running against the likes of Mighty Potter and Jerry Colombe and getting reasonably close to them, I think he has a bit of class angle here. And it's obviously significant that Paul Town and rides him. Like I was interested in a couple down the weights, like Grandero Bello, Life in the Park actually was a Punchdown Festival winner last season. But I just think there's a strong angle here and it hasn't been lost on Willie. He's he's running all three of his uh, decent novices here up at top weight and Paul Townend obviously going for uh, Kilcrot. He only has three starts, lots of scope to improve. And this probably re- represents a, a significant drop down in the task he's been at, he's been handed with this season. So I think he's, uh, he's a pretty strong choice here. Yeah, me as well, Ronan. Very sweet on him. I suppose seven to two. I can't see that lasting. Um, you know, you mentioned Willie's record in the race. This smells like a bit of a plot for Willie. I mean, you know, he was on many people's list going to Cheltenham for either the plate or 
uh, the uh, the Ultima. But I think two and a half miles is probably more his trip. I mean, his chasing debut, I think he beat Willie Wampus in a three-runner race around Punchestown. But I thought he jumped very well. I mean, he's only had three starts over fences, but his jumping is very, very good. Um, you mentioned, you know, you're talking Jerry Kalam up for, as a potential Gold Cup horse for the next season. Six lengths second to him at Christmas. That looks good form. And his Punchestown record as well. He's three from four at Punchestown. Three wins from four starts at Punchestown. Loves the course. And the ground is drying out Ronan as well, which I think is going to suit him. Um, you know, that's going to suit him more than soft ground, in my view. Interesting, even just, you know, Kilcrud as a horse. He's a very light-framed horse. So, you know, to to obviously he's coming in here fresh to the race. Um, you know, he's, he's quite an easy horse to, to, to keep fit, let alone get fit. So I think that little break is probably going to do him good. And coming in here for a fresh horse, 148, loads of scope off that mark. He's just three pounds higher. Uh, than his hurdles, Mark. So I'd be like you, Roland. Be quite sweet in, on Kilcrut in that uh, 4.15. 4.50 contest is, of course, the Mayor's Chase. A lot of people will see this as a match uh, between, I suppose, impervious and allegory Devastly when they look back at the Cheltenham form. But Onsty uh, threw her name into the mix, and I thought she was she was good at Fairy House. But for me, allegory Devastly, I was very disappointed how she finished out her race at Fairy House. And I'd see impervious as definitely the one to beat her. Very much so, and I, I would have favoured uh, Impervious to hold the form with her, even taking away the, the Fairy House run, the disappointing effort at Fairy House by Allegory Devassi, which, granted, I don't think she was at her best there. I think she came down a bit for Onsty to beat her. Um, uh, the, the, the one question I have with Impervious is, and I don't know if you shared this view, mm. but you would be slightly worried um, if the ground was a bit on the quick side for her. It's, it's, it's probably more coincidental. She's just soft ground this season. Uh, all of her runs um, uh, so you couldn't say for sure she wouldn't handle a, a quicker surface but I think it'd be fine I think it'd be something like good to you and there's a lot of rain around today I think they're due to get around 8 yeah. mils so it, 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 it'll just keep it fine for and like she's she's a top class mare at Cheltenham you know I was delighted to see her win for Brian Hayes and Colin Murphy she looked it looked for all the world like Allegory Devesti was just going to go past her there and she showed real determination to see her off she's obviously won that punches town already uh, she'd be journey with me here earlier in the season, giving him a pound. Uh, didn't have her allowance in that race, and yeah, she looks she looks pretty solid here to end what's been a, a really good season for for herself, JP, and Colin Murphy mm-hmm. and Brian Hayes. So I hope she can get the win. Yeah, of course she's unbeaten over the uh, the, the the larger obstacles. Uh, four from four over fences. She won her novice. She won her novice hurdle actually on good to yielding ground. So I think if it dries out. I asked Brian Hayes that question when he was on the podcast. It was the one question I wanted to ask him about Impervious was, you know, all her wins seemed to be on softer ground. If it turned up quick at Cheltenham, he didn't have that concern whatsoever. He said ground not going to be an issue to her. Um, So I can see on paper, you're looking at that and you're thinking, how will she handle, you know, quicker surface? I think she'll be fine on that. Um, And just looking, I suppose, her her biggest attribute is is how she finishes her races and how she attacks her fences. Um, Obviously, that was massive performance. When of course she was she was given weight to journey with me at Punchestown. It was heavy ground over two and a half. I think she takes all the beating here again. And I just would be very disappointed as an allegory Devassi fan, how she finished at Cheltenham and how she finished her race at various. And I think you're absolutely spot on. I think she came down in terms of her performance level um at Fairy House from her Cheltenham run. So um the one thing in her favour is that she's going back, she's going back right-handed. And I think a little bit of nicer ground might suit her as well. So, but for me, impervious four pounds clear on ratings. I think I think she's a she's a snug winner here of the 
for 50 at Punchestown. Uh, looking at the champion hurdle run, and I mean, I don't know what you talk about Stateman's run at Cheltenham. I was just wondering, did he did he run did he run to form or did he not? For me, I'm not sure if he ran his best race at Cheltenham. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. Actually, I, I didn't. I was was surprised you say that because I was surprised recently when I was speaking to Paul Townend for the big interview uh, for the Irish Field that two weeks ago, and I just I, I invited him to kind of. I was more asking him the question, thinking I wanted to get his insight on racing against Constitution Hill. So I was more or less inviting him to be like. Uh, to, to to give me an insight into racing against Constitution Hill and basically say how good Constitution Hill was, but he he kind of surprised me with his answer. He thought that statement. He was a bit disappointed with him on the day and and and, and hoped to get closer to him and didn't think that it was his actual best performance on the day, which is quite interesting, you know, because on form it just looked like he'd run his race there, statement, and just bumped into a monster and still held to, held his form to a good level by beating everything else comfortably. But it's interesting that you shared that view, and and and, and Townend, who's uh, you know rode the horses, uh, feeling that he he's a bit better than what he showed there. In that case, in any case, we just weigh up all his form against what he's done this season. He's the ultimate professional. He gets to the front, mm. you know, does enough, and he wins. He's he's a dual um, winner, a Grade One winner at Pontchastown. It's really hard to see him uh, get beaten here. To be honest, people might look at go off Zana here only has four pounds or four lengths to find with him, but. Uh, Zana here was ridden more quietly in the in the uh, champion hurdle, whereas Stateman rode was rode to win the race. You know there wasn't any messing around there. He 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 made his ground in the hottest part of the race, trying to chase Constitution Hill. Whereas Zana here probably came through a bit later for third. Uh, I think he's rock solid here. To be honest, at, at two's on, I think that sort of price is arguably a decent price for him. I think he he, he should go and win his fourth grade one of the season. He should, and he'd done the double, of course, last season, going to Cheltenham and backed it up at Punchestown as well. So wouldn't have those uh, concerns with him. Uh, the one thing, uh, maybe for, for betting purposes, Roland, um, that I was looking at was potentially maybe a match bet or betting without the favourite. And, of course, Boyle Sports, our sponsors, uh, have the money back as second to the SP favourite. So uh, with that in mind, I mean, Sharjah is a horse that has been to all the dances in the second half of the season. He's been to Cheltenham. He's been to Aintree. And he was only beaten three lengths by Constitution Hill. Now, obviously, Constitution Hill, was that the real Constitution Hill we saw? And he was eased down close to the finish. But Charger was written quite quietly as well. I think with the ground drying, is definitely going to suit him. Um, early on in the season, you know, he's only beaten four lengths by Stateman. But, you know, he's kind of ridden in behind. Didn't really come and challenge. How many... Did he have a hard race in the first half of the season, Charger? Probably mm. not. And I thought it was a massive run from him at the age of 10 in the county hurdle on soft ground that's not to his liking uh, to be only beaten three lengths by Favour off 155. That, to me, was a massive run. I think he's proved his well-being um, and he seems to be thriving on his racing at the age of 10. And for me, I'd have him, like, 8-1. to one. I'm not going to tell you back him each way with the two places, but you're getting the money back offer with, with, with Boyle Sports and also... Um, in the betting without market, I would have him to follow, to follow uh, Stateman home. I think Stateman, look, if he turns up and performs to his best, he'll win. He probably have, will have that easy lead in this contest as well. I think Colonel Mustard in here, um, he might potentially put pressure on him for the lead. But apart from that, uh, unless Stateman underperforms, it's hard to see how he gets beaten. Uh, so that's the champion hurdle, 525. Let's move on. Six o'clock, Mr. Groom, is the champion novice hurdle over two miles and three and a half furlongs. And I must say, I thought high definition was slightly interesting here, especially once again with the offer of my money back of second to the SP favourite. 
Yeah, potentially. Uh, he seemed to get a bit of pace to the in Supreme and, and run on uh, towards the end of the race. I'm not sure now. I think this um, is, is mm. it just could be a monster. I mean, if we if we need more evidence, we got it yesterday with Gaelic Warrior absolutely bolting up. Uh, you know, and that was a kind of slowly run three miles, and the speed that he showed over that trip just electrified the, his um, opponents out of it. You know, there was no answer at all, and like he couldn't get within seven lengths of Imperial Pad one easily. Uh, I think this is this is pretty straightforward. Like I like Champ Kylie. Don't get me wrong, big fan of him all season. He was a horrible ride for Danny in the uh, in in the Ballymore for some reason. Wants to hang the whole way. In theory, he should be better now going this direction, but. He's had a longer kind of season, long kind of hard yeah, season. He has. Started quite early, and then Perry Pa was only brought along a lot more slowly. He made his debut at Nace around Christmas time. Came here for the Moscow Flyer, and like he, arguably, you could expect a better performance again here. He's, he's he's only having his fourth run of the season, so match uh, betting purposes up. for match betting purposes are are even in the you know betting without market here. Just to mention, you know, high definition. I mean, he's only had three starts over hurdles. He's only completed twice, and he finished seventh in the Supreme. That that race just keeps working out. Obviously, Fasal Vega comes out and yeah. and wins snug, and, and in the pocket, obviously, with an entry. I think the form of that race, I think it was it, it it'll turn out to be a good Supreme, and he's stepping up in trip. I think look at what he's done on the flat as well. The distances he was racing over on the flat, I think stepping up in trip. This horse is going to be a better horse. Two and a half miles, two mile three here at Punchestown. The nicer ground is going to suit him um, as well. And I just think, you know, they've obviously put the cheek pieces and and, 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 and tongue strap on for the first time. He is, I, th- I didn't think he was disgracing the Supreme and he jumps out to his right. He does shift out to his right. So I'd have to think in a smaller field as well. I mean, the Supreme, there was plenty of pace on. He was up there. I know you said he got out pace, but, you know, there was lots prominent in the Supreme. He might just, I wouldn't like to be giving this fella now his own way in front, given his class. And uh, I just thought he was 10 to 1, double figure price uh, versus 5 to 1 about Champ Kylie. Certainly, I'd have him in the without market, and uh, yeah, look, Imperia Pass definitely has the course form as well, and he looks an absolute monster. But just for betting purposes, uh, six thirty-five at Punchestown is the Hunter Chase, and look, not a massive strong opinion, but it's on the line. Was really like the race going to Cheltenham. Emma Bullen's horse is obviously clearly in good form. Uh, this horse has only had seven runs over fences. And was only just beaten in the in the the hunters chase at the uh, Cheltenham Festival. I think the nicer ground would probably suit. And a step back and trip to Three Mile. Obviously, Cheltenham was over the Gold Cup distance on softer ground, uh, so it's on the line. Would interest me slightly, but once again, Hunter Chase is not my scene, Mister Groom. And I don't think you have much thoughts on this either, have you? No, where where's Steve when we need him? The 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 Hunter Chase Maestro. Um... We need, need we need to give him a call, but uh, no, I'll uh, I'll take a watching brief here. Seven ten at a Punchestown, and what of your old flames in here, Mister Groom? Arctic Brezel, <laughs> tongue strap on for the first time. He was very disappointed in the in the Talworth. You were talking Supreme Novice Hurdle for him. Can yeah. he recover? Uh, anyone's guess whether he can recover. It's a, a softly, softly approach at him now. I guess. Um, yeah, the reason I'd been was interested in was I went down to Henry the Bromheads earlier in the season, and he was the kind of chatty horse down there. 
uh, and there was a bit of laughing with the staff and stuff and Henry was giving out to them for, for telling us and kind of that sort of thing and there was a bit of vibes about him before that as well obviously hasn't gone to plan with that run in the Talworth yeah, that was close enough to around the time of Plutard uh, had disappointed travelling over as well I think um, uh, so I don't know they're on a bit of a recovery mission with him now maybe thinking about next year so they probably just want him to run well it's a tricky kind of race uh, the, the the French recruit for Mullins looks 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 like it could be tidy enough, and, and Willie's obviously got a good record in the race. And won it with El Fabiolo last year, so uh, no prices up yet. But uh, yeah, that Sam and Jess would probably be, be the one to beat when the when they do price it up. I'd be very interested to see um, what price they make Spillane's Tower, uh, James Mangan's horse. So I, th- yeah, I they, ho- they backed that well the last day, didn't they? It was a Liza race down in Cork. Correct, and 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 this was it was a real eye catcher for me on its uh, hurdles. A second run of a hurdles was only beaten ahead at Wexford by Imagine. So you know, early in the season, that was obviously on very deep ground. Was a major eye catcher. We put him into the track around the road to Cheltenham Challenge Series, and the horse uh, won quite snug at Nace on yielding ground of a two mile three furlong. Obviously, stepping back and trip was well supported last time. Um, look on ratings, obviously, Mon Big Park. Did he yeah. have the race taken off him at Fairy House, but he's, he's been given an official rating of 137. On ratings, it means Spillane's Tower is going to, you know, obviously going to have to improve. He's probably, the- in fairness, I probably jumped the gun there with Sam Majesta. On that form, the, the Doyle horse would be hard to beat. And and, and, and that race kind of working out well with Ballybon Belter and the Capo Glory running well here already. So um, mm. he, on that, if he runs that rating, I'd say he'd be difficult to beat. I don't think we saw the real imagine. Obviously, we had that fiasco at the start yesterday, but I just thought on, on the basis of that uh, first run at Wexford, sorry, second run of a hurdles for Spillane's Tower at Wexford, uh, I think he's a smart horse, actually, Spillane's Tower, and, and he's a horse that would just interest me. Um, Luke Dempsey riding for, for James Mangan. Willie's horse, obviously, we haven't seen him since he, he won in France, uh, but Spillane's Tower for me would be, a, look, a tentative selection, uh, but I think he is smart, and I think there is more, Improvements to come from an interest, and they don't go for a handicap, they go for this, like so they're going for it. So, um, yeah, that's the 7 10 contest and the bumper, Mr. Groom. I suppose you don't want me to come to you for the bumper, but just can I mention a horse here? Um, Quantum Storm number 16. We're going to see Bally Burn today. I, I would, how interesting when we were recording yesterday, he was priced up at 18 to 1 apples of Brazil. He's coming to 7 to 2 for Barry Connell, so you, they must have been listening, Mr. Groom. But <laughs> Ballyburn at the same time, look, I would be surprised if he doesn't go very, very close. Quantum Storm ran into Ballyburn at Punchestown uh, on his first start and was only beaten two and a quarter lengths. Uh, I thought it was a, a solid run for a first run on the race course for Gordon. But this horse was second and only beaten the head in a point to point at a drum of hand by a horse called Giovinco. Tracker alert yesterday at Perth. This horse, I haven't seen a horse win as easy for a long, long time. Now, I know it's Perth, I know it's Scotland, I know it's on good ground, and I know it's in April. But Gio Pinko, <laughs> my lord, go back and watch that yesterday. That is a smart horse for Lucinda Russell. Uh, and went off a big price as well, so you wonder was he even half wound up. Quantum Storm, um, obviously that's his point-to-point form. I thought at a course that he's run very well, and I, th- I thought, look, Harry Swan has taken five pounds off, he's riding for Gordon here. Uh, there's pl- Woody has plenty of firepower in here, but I just thought Quantum Storm was a nice sort. And obviously went for a big fee as well. So um, in the uh, 7.45, I would side with Quantum Storm. Anything kind of to add there? 
No, I didn't even look at the race, so I'll, I'll, I'll pass. Uh, I'll, I'll follow you in there if I if I need to by the last, and uh, Quantum Storm will be my, my get-out clause. There we go, Mr. Groom. Um, that is episode number 51. We're heading for a century. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. Like the video, and uh, the support is... Uh, we're absolutely delighted with all the support. All the, uh, Of course, you're putting your selections in, and it's time for this week's draw, Mr. Groom. Yeah, we should do our best bets as well. And our best bets, we should, yeah, correct. Thanks I heard you gave. I heard you gave uh, fast or slow a good old mention on the tannoy yesterday. I did. Stevie Stevie Boyd is the winner. So just make sure we can see that on the screen for as you call I can't, it, you hold it up a bit closer. So so as you can as as you can see Robin, as you say for transparency. For uh, transparency, let's get, yeah. <laughs> let's get that Stevie Boyd champ at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email and we'll get your Boyle Sports account credited and get you that free bet. So that is kind of it, Ronan Groom, apart from the the uh, the best bets. What are you going with uh, for episode number 51 and day four to put your stand uh, Listen, a tricky day. Uh, I wouldn't, I haven't done a short price double now in about 10 years, but uh, I wouldn't put anyone off the two, the two Mullins hot pots now, uh, putting them together. I think they'll both be very hard bet. Um, I don't know what that amounts to, close to uh, four to five or something like that. But uh, my best bet definitely is going to be another Mullins horse's Kilcrush in the uh, novice handicap chase. I think he could be a class apart, uh, back down in grade. So uh, yeah, a tricky day. He's he's my best one. Yeah, I'm finding Pudge's Town very very tricky, but it's actually snap on this episode. Ronald Groom, I'm going to follow you. In my best bet is Kilcrush. Oh God, he's got no chance now. The two of us. Kilcrush. That seven to two is more than fair. I could see him going off closer to two to one now. Well, when um, you see Hador went off 11 to 10 or something in his handicap chase, yeah, so. So, yeah, kill cut for me as well. And um, so let us know your selections. All eight selections down below. Three winners or more enters the uh, the drum. We'll be back tomorrow morning, Mr. Groom, to preview day five of the Punchestown Festival. Of course, Saturday, family day um, is uh, Saturday. So looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. It's Energumen opening up a clear advantage at the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. Energumen by. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting.